What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figures Club podcast. This is Phil again. Leo's coming back here soon, and I want to share a couple things with you today regarding the topic of failure. This is something that uh, people don't like to discuss a lot of times, but uh, I want to encourage us to open our minds and hearts a little bit more to this topic uh, because it's just really an important and, let's be honest, indispensable part of life. And the title of this episode is Fail in Order to Succeed. Uh, I want to submit to you that you're supposed to fail. Uh, So we need to embrace and give ourselves permission to fail (laughs) in various ways of life. Uh, We talk in this episode about Uh, babies and all the things that uh, it's kind of an obvious place where we all came from uh, at one point uh, learning to walk and learning all these various things and how to eat and what happened there we're going to talk about Babe Ruth and some other great quotes and additional stories Uh, so let's jump right in here we go there are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Now you've heard me say what this episode is about. I want to first share a couple of quotes. We talk about failure in order to succeed. And I want these quotes are things that I've gathered. I've been collecting all these things for a number of years. I kind of knew that eventually I'd be doing something along these lines. So this has been honestly decades of collection. Some of these quotes are more recent uh, additions to my collection as well. But Thomas J. Watson said, quote, If you want to increase your success rate, double your failure rate. End quote. If you want to increase your success rate, double your failure rate. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second. Some of you know I recently went through a, a book by Lisa Nichols called Abundance Now. And among other great gems in that book, she said, quote, If you've never given yourself permission to fail, you've never really given yourself permission to succeed. End quote. Okay, and what do you think of these quotes? What do you think this means? Why are we saying failure is an essential part of success? And at the end of the day, What is success really anyway? We're going to talk about all this. Now, this all applies in every area of your life. I guarantee it. Marriage and relationships, business, uh, whatever it might be, exercise. If you go lift weights, any of you who have seen me know that I'm quite the bodybuilder. No, I'm just kidding. But I do work out. But the most benefit you receive when you're lifting weights, for example, is at the very end repetitions where you're about to, muscles just give out, about to fail, if you will. So, There's a lot of principle here that applies across the spectrum, and these are the kind of principles that I like to share with you because they're very universal. So again, business, marriage, relationships, exercise, and any other number of of topics. Now let me tell you this, and this may concern or shock uh, or some other way have some sort of initial negative connotation for you, but hear me out for a second. You are supposed to fail. Let that sink in for a second in the context of the whole picture what we're talking about because I'm not saying I want to see people at the bottom of the spectrum or fall down or any number of different things that happen. Trust me, I failed multiple times. We're going to talk more about some of that as well. Everything we do from the time we were babies proves this to us and all of us had to pass through that. I guarantee every single person who might be listening to this was at some point a baby. And if you weren't, again, call or email me because we need to interview you. Uh, You may have heard the analogy of babies growing, learning to walk. 
the first stages of all that. They lay on their tummies and then they kind of start to to pick themselves up a little bit and crawl and then they crawl faster and they're very mobile all over the house. You have to set up all these barriers so they don't fall down the stairs. I've been there. I've got two boys myself. Uh, Not so much uh, risk of crawling and falling down the stairs these days, but I've been through these stages both personally and with my own kids. And then gradually they start pulling themselves up on the side of the couch or the chair. They stand and look at you with kind of a half smile while their legs wobble underneath them. And then they start trying to take a step. Oh, what happens then? Do they automatically go straight to the Olympics, win the 100-meter dash? <laughs> no, usually not, although I did personally. I'm just kidding. They'll actually start to take this one step, two steps, and then they start to wobble, lose their balance, fall down generally. Sometimes it's a slow motion kind of thing, but they're not quite there yet. And then you as a, as a parent start to see, oh, they're trying to walk. They're right at that age. Usually it's between about 10 months to a year or so. Yeah, they start to take these these steps and uh, you might sit on the floor and say, hey, come towards me and kind of call them over and they start to take one and two steps. Now they have some motivation to please mom and dad or whoever it is and to get an actual destination, a target, which is you. I shouldn't say target. You don't want them to get there and throw up all over you become the target, but you're the target of the place they're trying to get to maybe if they can walk. So they might stumble multiple times. Again, I've experienced this. Many of you have as well, both as babies which most of us don't remember, but if you have kids or nieces, nephews, whatever it might be, you've seen this as well. They start walking consistently. They're still getting the hang of this growing body and these muscles, even after they uh, consistently are walking, and they might still stumble and fall because they're getting used to this body and it's a little awkward as they're growing. But what if they stopped? What if they stopped after they took that first step we talked about? They started to wobble and fall down. Uh Uh-oh, this isn't for me, this whole walking thing. Okay, Uh, they kind of lost their balance, fall, and just, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be on the floor. I think I'm going to stay here, and uh, I'll probably live my life this way, just sitting on the floor and crawling. You imagine? Now, I don't mean to shift gears too much. I think you get that analogy. Do you know who Babe Ruth is? Uh, He's considered one of the greatest baseball players of all time, for those who may not know. Uh, I think most do, but in the early days, baseball was becoming more and more popular in the 1920s and 30s in particular. He's known for holding the record of career home runs for decades. He had 714 career home runs. What many people don't talk about is that he also had a very high number of strikeouts, 1,330 strikeouts. He had more strikeouts than home runs. Uh, He struck out more often. And decades later, Reggie Jackson came along and was hitting dozens of home runs also. Uh, He's also at the top of the all-time strikeouts list. Uh, in the history of baseball. Reggie Jackson is also at the top of the all-time strikeouts list with 2,597. Okay, and also in the top 10 are other big-name home run hitters, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco. Now, I don't mean to wear you out with all this baseball stuff because I know not everyone is into that. I'm simply making a point between babies learning to walk and some of those same babies who (laughs) went on, in this case, to play professional baseball because these guys were all babies at one point, too. They had to learn to walk and stumble and all that and then, you know, run and develop their muscles and become baseball players. But they had to have failures in these successes uh, as they started, in their particular case, baseball. What's your case? What is it that you're pursuing? Have you had failures along the way? I'm pretty sure most anyone listening to this has had some failures along the way, but I'm here to encourage you that welcome the failures. That's all part of all of our process. Everyone who's ever obtained anything that you admire, I promise you look back at their history, their stories. Some of them have books. Go to audible.com, autobiographies, biographies there. 
I don't mean to digress, but the reality is that the failure rate, especially regarding these strikeouts, far exceeds that of the success rate for the home runs. Uh, the bottom line message here is is very simple. If you want to swing for the fences, you have to be willing to strike out. And that's a symbolic thing, obviously, as well for all these other areas. So outside of some of these stories and analogies, I ask you this. Are you afraid? Are you afraid to take steps forward and to be seen having success or failure by, by actually trying? Do you have some fear as part of that? I, trust me, I've been down that road too. Again, you're not alone. Remember I said nobody's alone? Fear can be a powerful thing, both for good and bad in our lives. Sometimes it paralyzes people. Sometimes it can be a motivator. Sometimes it can just be a powerful force in every regard, and we can harness that. We also talked about in that episode how it can be kind of a tool, as we're saying, to get where we need to be. I heard someone say that courage isn't the absence of fear, but resistance to that fear. My main point to you is we have to have realistic expectations. Expect to face failure and fear. But you're not going to face trembling in your boots. You're going to face it as an inevitable part of your process towards success with acceptance and mindfulness at the forefront of uh, the fact that it's going to be there and its purpose. Okay, there is purpose to all this. You'll be strengthened and fortified as you persist through failures that teach lessons and, and fear that strengthens your character as you build up this resistance and the strength to overcome it. I remember Tony Robbins said that the process of obtaining success will make us into the people we need to be to sustain that success. Okay, all of that comes through some difficulties, just like we talked about lifting weights earlier. Strengthening our muscles comes through pain. So as hard as that is to break the news to you, that's just reality. All of these things refine us and better us in these processes. Do not be fearful. Love failure and rejection just love that that's part of the process it's a whole paradigm shift perhaps for you remember i told you you are priceless you have priceless inherent worth and my friends i tell you with all the love i possess failure is the stepping stone to success let that all just sink in and be a part of our mindset moving forward together again you're not alone failure can't isn't always a pleasant thing usually it's there's a lot of aspects of it that aren't but the overall purpose and the lessons learned can be uh, a great experience that leads to wisdom, helps us become better versions of ourselves in the process. Just because you failed doesn't make you a failure. You don't, you don't become uh, labeled as that particular thing. I shared something from Zig Ziglar, and he shared with his audience years ago. He said, quote, failure is an event, not a person, end quote. So we don't call ourselves failures. We don't call other people's failures. And be aware of failure as an event, not a person, as our friend Zig Ziglar taught us. You will never be a failure ever in your life. You're never going to just be a failure, okay? You may experience those events, as did Babe Ruth and zillions of other people who've experienced some measure of success in some field of endeavor in their lives. Uh, he's now known, Babe Ruth, as a legendary baseball player, one of the greatest of all time. And that memory has stayed for several decades. And yet he had way more strikeouts than home runs. Don't be scared to strike out, my friends. If you want to hit home runs, you have to step up to the plate and go to bat. And if you don't like baseball analogies, that's fine. These are just symbols. Just be willing to step up in life. Be aware and willing to fall down. It's part of our process toward the success you seek. I truly believe personally that something in the universe wants to see if we really want the things we claim we want. 
these trials and failures along the way will test that resolve, and we can prove ourselves by muscling through them, prove ourselves to God and the universe, whatever you believe in. But I, that's, I truly believe that, that there's some element of, of testing. Do you really want this? And that's where some of these failures and other trials and resistance come into the picture. Did you know that Winston Churchill said that courage is also the ability to move from failure to failure and not lose your enthusiasm? Courage is also the ability to move from failure to failure and not lose your enthusiasm. We talked some episodes ago about the roots of words, and one of those words was enthusiasm, which literally comes from roots which mean God within. Okay, whatever your beliefs on that topic, I think there's something instructive. We learn in the roots of words in general. Okay, there's a lot of instructive and educational material just in looking at the roots of words to find out where they come from, what they actually mean. And I think that's an important thing. The word success actually comes from roots, which mean the accomplishment of a desired end. It also uh, means a happy outcome. Uh, literal Latin roots, which also mean come after. This is success, happy outcome, come after, accomplishment of a desired end. Uh, Failure also refers to a deficiency. That might imply, if you think about it, that if a failure exists, some portion is still lacking or deficient in our journey that we must experience on the road towards success. There's a deficiency, there's there's a void, something lacking, and that failure, that experience can help fill that void. You can fail and still keep that target, that end destination of success, whatever it is you're seeking, at the forefront. And by the way, I hope you have some targets by now. Just keep reviewing these goals. Keep fine-tuning with what you understand about yourself and your destiny. And I promise you, this is my own experience. The universe will speak to you. Your soul will speak to you. God will speak to you. Whatever you believe in, there, there is some outside source that will speak to you to help you get it right. So if you have a target, great. If you don't, that's fine also. Let's establish those targets. Wherever you are in your journey, don't be discouraged, okay? I also think it's real interesting that the word fail is very similar to the word fall in English, at least. We refer back to these origins, these roots of words as, as people, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, we talk about we human beings, usually this early baby toddler stage, learn to walk, as mentioned at the top of the podcast, Failing is not the enemy. Failing to get back up is the real failure. Okay? Failure to get back up is the real failure. So just keep that in mind as we talk about these different analogies with babies walking and and these baseball players with their strikeouts and these other quotes and things about if you want to double your if you want to increase your success rate, double your failure rate. And if you haven't given yourself permission to fail, you haven't quite given yourself permission to succeed. These are all things we got to keep in mind as true principles. And I want to give you a few solid tips uh, to face failure head on and embrace it even as we wrap up uh, this podcast episode. But please know up front as I go through this, you will have naysayers. That's actually one of my tips as we talk about naysayers. These are people who tell you that you can't do something. Uh, they'll try to show you that they don't believe in you, and sometimes they get real aggressive about it too. Trust me, I've been there too. I've, I've had naysayers, and I've seen them in other people I care about in my life as they try to do something that to them is important. And if you don't want to ignore them and their naysaying habits, uh, whatever they're doing to try to talk you down from, from accomplishing something that you're seeking to do, then... Let that be fuel to your fire. Look forward to the day that they'll see your accomplishments and have to look back and realize, oh, they were wrong about you. You know, also Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. 
Study successful people, especially in the areas you're pursuing, whatever that is. As you set your targets or if you already have them, whatever you're trying to do, you will find very consistently that they have many failures along the way. The third thing I'll tell you as we talk about overcoming and handling naysayer situations and also success leaves clues and following some of those examples is that nothing meaningful will come easy for you. That's kind of the third principle I want to tell you. Just let that fact sink in up front so you know that good things have high prices sometimes. Don't grow impatient or angry. Just keep going. I just watched this film, Loud Crazy Love, about Brian Welch and his daughter, Jenea. He's from the band Corn, also. And uh, he left the band and wanted to take care of his daughter and strive to get off drugs and other things to help get his life back in balance. And it's a beautiful journey fraught with all sorts of difficulty. And he even cursed God. And as we wrap up here, the last couple things I'd tell you are to use your failures as learning experiences. Many of us have heard the story of Thomas Edison. You know, he invented the light bulb, among other things. And he failed over a thousand times before inventing a functional light bulb. And he talks about how, from his perspective, you look at the angle of how he framed this situation. And how we frame things is very important in our lives. And how we frame our failures is very important. Okay, he, he tells us that he learned over a thousand ways that it didn't work. And he used those learning experiences to propel him forward little by little until he finally found the way that did work. Again, we're talking about over a thousand failures, but guess what? The fact that we can sit here, I have lights on right now as I record this, and you may as well, is very indicative of the persistence of this particular individual through literally over a thousand failures just with that particular invention. Okay? The idea is maintaining an abundance mentality. There is abundance for you. Do not think that you can't obtain your own version of that. Also, look at these opportunities to face down and overcome your fears. I implore all of us to set clear targets and keep us motivated as difficulties and even failures occur in our lives. Remind yourself every morning with clear affirmations. Review your goals, objectives. Keep your eyes on the target no matter what. Now, by the way, when I do this, it takes me maybe four or five minutes but it's a way to frame your mind for the day or uh, get your mind in the, in the right place for the day. That's why I encourage us pretty consistently recently to be doing this. With that, my friends, thanks for listening and uh, share the podcast. Go, uh, I always tell people over at the Empower Humans podcast, go leave a note on your neighbor's uh, car windshield or on their door. I'm just kidding. You don't need to do all that. But uh, share the podcast, you know, social media and all the various places. Text to somebody, hey, I really enjoyed this episode or this particular podcast. You ought to listen to it. And uh, soon we'll have Leo back and uh, some other great interviews and things. So until next time, thank you and have a wonderful day. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.